Do you know who I am? The admittedly drinking 22-year-old recent college graduate flying Frontier Airlines from Philadelphia to Miami. The foul language spewing from his mouth as he tried duking it out with a flight attendant. Violence increasing on airline flights, followed by arrests when planes land. Flight crews are growing more alarmed as the incidents gain frequency. On the flight I just mentioned, Max Berry was on the golf team at Ohio Wesleyan where he graduated this spring. Eyewitnesses say he was drunk, and before being duct taped to his seat, he inappropriately groped two female flight attendants, then slugged in the face a male attendant before he was subdued. On passenger videos, you can hear him yelling, Do you know who I am? Then yelling, Do you know who my parents are? Just another instance of increasing chaos in our world. What matters most? Chaos within us, not around us. Take care of that first. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series this week called Christ in the Chaos. Our world, it's full of pain. There can be no denying of that. But on our program during the week, we considered how we can find Christ in the chaos of natural disasters or global pandemics, But what about when the chaos and disaster isn't so much out there in the world, but inside of you or me? My friend Josh Kloss experienced something like that when his wife went to deliver their third child a few months back and lost consciousness during labor. She was quickly taken for an emergency C-section. When they whisked her off, I was just left in the labor and delivery room that we had been in and just sitting there waiting for news. What I learned later was when they reached the operating room, uh, my wife's heart stopped, and it was stopped for about 14 minutes. Josh will be back with us in a moment to talk about more of his wife and how Jesus sustained them even through a near-life-and-death experience. It's still not easy for them, but I know you'll be encouraged to hear their story. And after we hear from Josh, we're going to ask the important question, how do we find hope in chaos? Can we be certain of our Lord's promises? And is there grace enough at the foot of the cross for you and me? I think you're going to be comforted by the answer. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is more powerful than our sin. After the program, I want to send you something to help you in your own chaotic life. It's an album called Quietly by the creator of Scripture Lullabies. You can hear some of the music under me now. And let's face it. We all deal with chaos. Jay's album will help you take some time to step back and quiet your own heart before the Lord, even as chaos reigns around us. I asked Jay last week if he could share a story about how this album has helped someone with their anxiety. And he shared a surprising story with me. When we're done recording an album, it takes me at least a year to be able to even put it on and and listen to it. And, uh, you know, quietly was actually, it was about a year after, and I was headed off on a business trip and I was stressed out, um, feeling anxious in my heart. And I sat in the plane. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put my noise canceling headphones on and put quietly on just to see, you know, maybe I can listen to it now. 
and the plane took off and I just felt the anxiety melt away. I really did. And it was really the first time that I experienced what other people actually, it's the second time there was another time within my heart, but, but where I really felt what people feel when they listen to this music, I felt like I had a glimpse of that and it really ministered to me in a powerful way at that moment. And like I know it does for other people when they listen. Jay Stalker talking about how the Lord used this quietly album in his own life to help comfort him in a stressful time. And after the program, I'd like to send this album to you for your gift to help support Haven today. Our number to call after the program is 800 654 2836. 865 Haven. Or visit our website. Listen to some of the samples we have from the album there. And then you can make your gift and ask for Quietly, a piano album by Jay Stalker at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's open our time together. How about This Is Amazing Grace? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? Glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace.
Phil Wickham from his album Ascension here on Haven Today. This is Amazing Grace. And I'm Charles Morris. All week here on Haven Today, we've been talking about Christ and the chaos, whether it's fires or COVID, whatever's going on. But there is chaos that comes in other forms around us. On the line with me is uh, an employee of Crossway Books. We've known each other for a number of years. Josh Kloss, he's a young dad. And Josh, uh, good to have you on the program. Thanks for taking time. Haven't seen you in a while, but we're actually interviewing on Zoom so I could see your face for once. Mm -hmm. It's good to be here, Charles. Thank you. You've gone through a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted you to talk about. The chaos has swirled around your family. Tell us briefly what happened with your wife and the delivery of your third child. Back in March, we went to the hospital to have our third child. And, you know, things were progressing fairly normal and everything. And again, our third child, we kind of figured, okay, easy in and we'll just go have the baby, get out pretty quickly. You know, we've got this down. And then at one point, my wife looked at me and said, I have a splitting headache and mentioned some other things. So I went to get the nurse and the nurse was coming in at that time. And they noticed, hey, they were having trouble getting the baby's heartbeat. So they asked my wife to shift positions. And at that point, my wife became unconscious. Mm. Had a flood of nurses come into the room as well as the OB and anesthesiologist. They said, okay, we're not exactly sure what's going on, but we're going to do an emergency C-section. Get the Mm. baby out while we figure everything out. What I learned later was when they reached the operating room, uh, my wife's heart stopped. And it was stopped for about 14 minutes. They did the emergency C-section. And then at that point, they noticed massive bleeding. Things weren't clotting the way they should. Her blood wasn't clotting the way it should. And so it was at that point they diagnosed her with a very rare condition. Condition's not quite the best word, but with an amniotic fluid embolism, Mm. which is essentially either some of the amniotic fluid or something from kind of that protected amniotic sac makes it into the mother's bloodstream and her body has a severe allergic reaction to it, hence her heart stopping. And by this time, you've been forced out to the waiting room. When they whisked her off, I was just left in the labor and delivery room that we had been in and just sitting there waiting for news. After a little while, the neonatologist came in to tell me, okay, you've got a beautiful baby girl. They said, okay, we're looking at her, our baby daughter, Emily. You know, that things seemed to be generally okay with her, but they were really double-checking things for her. And then a little after that, one of the head nurses from the hospital, as well as a a doctor who had been working on my wife, came in Mm -hmm. to let me know that things were very serious. Mm. They were working through kind of how best to stabilize her and trying to figure out still what exactly happened here. And you thought you were going to lose her at that point, didn't you? Yeah, there was, you know, one point where a doctor came into the room and I thought he's come in to tell me that she's died. This is really overwhelming me right now to hear you tell this story. Let's roll the clock forward. Your wife has actually survived But as we were talking a little while ago, she's still got a long road ahead of her. She survived the AFE, but the way it progresses, so the cardiac arrest that she experiences is very standard for someone who experiences an amniotic fluid embolism. It's then followed by massive bleeding where your blood doesn't clot where it's supposed to, 
and clots where it shouldn't. And so with that, she ended up with a clot that went to her brain and caused a massive stroke that we only realized that the stroke had happened about two days later. And at that point, they said, her brain is swelling. We need to remove part of her skull temporarily to give the brain space to swell. Mm. Mm. And they did. And now at this point, is your wife home now? She is home now. She spent five weeks in inpatient rehabilitation where every day she was working on speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. The stroke was in the left side of her brain, which is where our speech centers are. Mm. And so that took away a lot of her speech. And even so she has both what they call praxia, where it's difficulty, you know, all of her mouth muscles and throat are all healthy and fine but she has trouble controlling them to get intentional sounds out, as well as aphasia, which is related to both understanding language and being able to produce it. Mm. Mm. She was in rehab for inpatient rehab for five weeks, was able to come home the day before Mother's Day. Mm. She's been home since then, came home in a wheelchair, but we've been going to outpatient rehab three times a week since she came home, and she's making great strides. She is walking. We've kind of progressed through getting smaller and smaller canes. And even she is sometimes now walking around the house without a cane. Speech is ever so slowly coming back. And her right arm, we are, is very slowly coming back. Mm. Through all of this, Josh, how have you turned to the Lord? Has the Lord been there for you? What's your sense of Christ ministering to you through this time? You know, Charles, when everything first started happening that very first day, there was just an overwhelming sense of peace that I had of, okay, I don't know what's happening, but God has been so faithful to us in the Mm. past and Mm. will continue to be. And just, yeah, really a huge sense of peace. And, you know, as this has gone on. I've spent a lot of time in Psalm 23. And I would say, you know, I've realized all those things that are talked about, the still waters, the feast, all of God's provision, all of that exists in that valley of the shadow of death. Because mm. mm. we have been in the, <laughs> we, the, we still are there. It's a long shadow that death casts. Mm. And yet, that's where we found the still waters. Because, Charles, I'm naturally a very anxious person. I'll Mm. admit that. Mm. But throughout all of this, I've really felt God calming down the anxiety and just saying, okay, no matter what comes, he is faithful. He is meeting all of our needs. And this is a small blip in the light of eternity. Mm. Mm. You know, and I would say it's wet my appetite for heaven when there will be no more tears and we'll have our resurrection bodies, which, as we read from scripture, are not without their scars. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we will just see God's glory through all of this. Mm. Josh Kloss, I'm not going to call you brave, but the Lord has given you strength to be brave. And uh, 
thank you very much for joining us here on the program. Thank you, Charles. This is Haven Today and a program called Christ in the Chaos. Fires, disease, earthquakes. Well, we've been hearing about chaos and disaster, haven't we? There's more that one could add, of course. Storms, flooding, political unrest, economic turmoil. These things are felt by thousands, maybe even millions of people in our world today. Maybe you yourself are affected by one of these things even this weekend. Or maybe you've gone through a crisis, like Josh Kloss's wife. In the blink of an eye, they went from the joy of having their third child born to the possibility of losing his wife, even the baby. Life can become chaotic quickly. But perhaps the most frightening chaos of all is something we experience every day of our lives. That's right. There's chaos in our world that doesn't involve natural disasters, pandemics, or even human government. Maybe you've already guessed it. I'm talking about the chaos within us, the sin and the corruption. You've probably heard the story a million times, or at least that's how many times I think I've heard it. But it's always worth hearing again. Adam and Eve sinned there in the Garden of Eden. They ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil the very same thing God told them not to do. This was the moment everything changed for humanity. This is when God's curse for sin fell upon us. Because of this, we've all been poisoned, not by strychnine or rat poison, but by sin itself. Imagine this picture with me. You and I wake up one day, turn on the news, and our jaw almost hits the floor. Every disease has been eradicated. All wars and unrest have ceased. The fires have been put out, and the floodwaters around the world have subsided. All these forms of chaos suddenly are gone. Would everything be perfect on our planet? And the sad answer has to be no. Even if all of these disasters and tragedies went away, overnight we would still be left with sin. We would still be people who fail to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, souls, and minds, and strength, and we would still fail to love our neighbor as ourself. That's what Jesus told us was a summary of God's law in Matthew 22. You and I are born sinners. We know this from experience. Even though we trust in Christ for our salvation, even though we know our God and Savior, we still struggle. There's still this chaos all around us. The Apostle Paul felt this too. Yes, he was chosen by our Lord, but he was a redeemed sinner like you and me. The seventh chapter of the book of Romans is where he tells us about his own struggles with sin. We can probably relate when he says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And does he stop there? Does he slink away, hopeless and dejected? Not at all. He says in verses 24 and 25, What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, that's the grace of God. Grace greater than all our sin. Grace greater than the chaos around us. You and I are sinners like the Apostle Paul. And we also have the same Savior that Paul did. 
And this is the same Jesus who proclaimed, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. This weekend, we may be able to get some rest. Weekends are often good for that, aren't they? I know I enjoy them, especially Sundays when I can go to church. I can hear the word of my Lord preached to me. But we know that our rest will come to an end. And soon there will be more work, more struggle, and even more chaos. In a few days, rest may seem like a distant dream to us. But Jesus promises us something different and something better. He promises us rest that will never end, an everlasting rest, and it can only be found in Him. In Christ, we will have an eternal home in the new heavens and the new earth. We read these words in Revelation 21, the second to final chapter of the Bible. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. On that day, the old order of things will go away. No more death or mourning. The end of crying, pain, depression even, and anxiety. No more sin, chaos, or disaster. It's a day that you and I have a hard time dreaming about, isn't it? But this is the promise of our Lord Jesus. Rest for all eternity. That's something that can sustain you through the chaos around you and within you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is enough for you and me. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace 
expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Jay Stalker was meditating on these words from Ephesians 2 when he wrote the song that you've been listening to, Can There Be Anything More Comforting for Chaotic Sinners Like You and Me? We live in a world full of chaos, and we still struggle with sin for the rest of our lives on this fallen planet. But there's good news for people like us. Christ has overcome the world. And when you listen to the Quietly album by Jay Stalker, and you read the Bible verses he's included with every song, your heart will be reminded of this truth. I've been playing it since last March, and it's helped me in my own quiet times with the Lord. If there's one thing you and I need right now, it's more moments of quiet to pray and read the Word of our God. Call us right now, would you? And ask for Quietly, a piano album from the creator of Scripture Lullabies. And for your gift to Haven Today, we'll send it to you right away. Our number you can call, don't delay, it's 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, listen to samples of all the songs, download the free PDF with all the scriptures that each song is based upon, and then make your gift and ask for the CD quietly at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we get to share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There are few wounds more damaging than when a child is abandoned by a parent. And if that's something you've had to experience yourself, then there's something you should know about Jesus. He knows what that pain feels like. He experienced it on the cross when the Father turned away from him. And Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This moment of pain far exceeded the physical pain of crucifixion. But think of this, because Jesus went through that. You need never fear being abandoned by God, not if you belong to Jesus. Why don't you join me and try out Anchor Devotional? We deliver it to your home in print every month. Visit getanchor.com.